Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, back to other matters. Not as frivolous as football, unfortunately. And uh, it's COVID-19. Will it ever be behind us? Or will we, a bit like England if they win on Sunday night, still be talking about it 40 years from now? Let's certainly hope not. Uh, well, Dr. Marie Casey from Public Health Midwest, which of course covers the Limerick region, is uh, with me now. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. So I'm counting down the days to four o'clock on Monday when I'll be fully vaccinated after my <laughs> second jab. I feel, that's exactly what I feel like. Although, Congratulations. <laughs> although it's been patiently pointed out to me at home that that does not mean I can just go Lula. Uh, that's absolutely correct. We st- we're still asking people who are fully vaccinated and have had waited the time for their immune system to, to get the immunity built in um, to still obey the public health regulations. But I suppose it does mean that you have your life jacket on, Joe. And right. that's, the, that's the most important thing. Can you explain to me, you know, when people talk about the percentage protection and you hear, oh, one vaccine doubly, if you up to maybe 94% protection, what is that? What protection is that against, if you see what I mean? Okay, so there's usually two figures that are given for each vaccine. There's one that prevents against, you know, um, person getting sick in the first place, getting any type of COVID. And that's usually the lower percentage. And then there's a higher percentage afterwards, which actually prevents is the protection around preventing people from going into ICU or um, getting severe, severe illness or death. So basically, like it's in the in the late 90s for in for Pfizer, for example, um, in in relation to protecting people from getting severe illness or or death. So it's excellent. It's really excellent protection. I suppose one thing I really want to kind of highlight today as well is that. With the Delta variant becoming dominant in Ireland, it's really important that people are fully vaccinated. So this is really the time where people who may have missed their second dose of of the two-dose courses, so that will be Moderna, AstraZeneca or Pfizer, that they actually go and arrange to get their second dose if if they've just missed it by accident or whatever. So, um, and I think that's really important. This is a very important time the next few weeks, I think, really. Um, we need you need to have your second dose, and then you need to give it a few weeks to actually really um, allow your immune system to take it on board. Okay, so a, a little bit confusing, I think, for people because we're now in this phase of getting that mix of positive news and warnings. You know, it, to some yeah. extent, at the beginning when it was just a very clear, simple message: be that stay at home or whatever it was. Yeah. It, maybe it was easier for people. It, now it, it is a bit more of a challenge, including from your guys' point of view, trying to get the. Um, message out there. I, I mean, the, the cases have stabilised in Limerick, but you're worried about a little rise now again. Is that right? We are, yeah. I suppose the thing with COVID is that it's never, it's very hard to keep it stabilised. Um, it's either on the retreat or it's on the increase. Um, and um, I think things are changing as well. Like we have Delta becoming dominant, so that's more transmissible. Um, and that's also going to be an increasing challenge over the next while. And then we also have kind of increasing, um, increasingly less restrictions. So things are opening up in society as well. So you're going to, you know, there's going to be a natural increase in people's contact with one another, and um, that increases the risk of infection. I suppose the important thing is at the moment is that, like, you know, adults are going to have access to vaccine in the, in the coming while. And I think it's really important that people get the opportunity to be to have their vaccine and to get their immunity and not to get infected in the last in the last hurdle, the last hurdle, you know. And what um, does 
it mean then in terms of how we need to progress for the next few weeks? I think firstly, the first group I'd really like to talk about are the people who are in their 60s who are getting their second dose of AstraZeneca. Like they really need a chance to get their immunity built in. It takes about 15 days after their second dose for their immunity to establish and to give them their best protection with the vaccine. So some of those people are only getting vaccine this week and they will need another couple of weeks after that. So I'd really advise that group to be really take extra caution in the next while and to minimise their contacts with other people and continue with the mask wearing and the distancing, all the basics that we've been talking about so far. And I suppose the other thing I'd really like to say about is talk about is workplaces. Like a lot of workplaces are... Um, coming back in person at the moment, you know, and it's really important that they actually get their basics right as well. So, you know, when I spoke to you last time, we had a quite a lot of outbreaks in workplaces, but we've they've reduced them. That's reduced significantly now. We've less than 15 on our boards that we're looking at. But we're still seeing some basics not being gotten right. So um, in some places, people are not wearing masks or they're not wearing them well or not wearing them consistently. Um, we also, also some of them don't have processes set up for, um, you know, contact tracing and things like that, or maybe not, not having it all together when we, when we want to contact trace into their place. And also this kind of, um, ad hoc antigen testing happening as well. And, um, people don't really have protocols put in place for how they're going to manage that. So right. it can be a bit variable. Um, we're chatting to Dr. Marie Casey from Public Health Midwest, mm-hmm. including Limerick, of course. And, and you were saying in the statements that you released that during the contact tracing process locally, you're occasionally encountering conflicting accounts of activity. What exactly does that mean? Well, basically, it's when we talk to one person, maybe the maybe one person, they'll give us a story about the contacts they don't have or they, they don't mention anybody. And then they might, then later on, we discover that they were in contact with other people or we speak to somebody else in their organisation or, or in their social situation. So that can always happen. Now, sometimes it's due to recall. People get a bit panicked and they forget um, on their first contact tracing uh, calls. And, and is some, it also the fact, to be frank about it, that you know if you're naming somebody and public health declared that that's right, they were a close contact, you're having a significant impact on their lives and on the lives of the people around them. That's just the reality of it. Though that's exactly it as well. Like that's the second main reason, I think, as well for that. Um, so I think it's really important, like everyone's a bit tired of us at the moment. I don't understand that completely, but it's important that people still kind of keep doing this because... Really, like things are going to are changing in Europe. They're going to change in the UK as well with cases, and we're going to have increased kind of um, risk of getting cases in here, increased risk of outbreaks. And we're at a crucial time when we still have people to vaccinate, and we still want to get people protected. Um, and we also want to maintain the opening that we have as well, the, the amount of uh, opening in society. You know, so it's I think it's important to have that balance in place that we actually do all we can. To, to, to kind of copper fasten and, the progress we've made, you know. And were you pleased to see that initially advice was issued to um, the church here, the Catholic Church in the Diocese of Limerick, um, asking for communions and confirmations to be deferred. That was passed on by the bishop, but it wasn't an instruction at that point because he said it was a recommendation from uh, you, from Public Health Midwest, I mean, the organisation. Um, and then the Taoiseach mentioned it as a government uh, requirement and then it happened. Yes, yeah, so I suppose the thing is, um, you know, we we were just anticipating what was going to happen with Delta because we could see the changes that were happening um, with our case, um, the proportion of our cases locally. So I suppose we just, 
probably were responding to what we were seeing on the ground. So, I mean, I suppose it is like it's positive from the point of view of trying to keep control and to keep our numbers suppressed. But I know that families have sacrificed a lot, and I know it's been very hard on a lot of families to give up this um, this, this event or have it later in the year. Um, and is so, it yeah, difficult never, for, for is it I, difficult I for you guys for all of you as, as an organisation in, in in public health locally and indeed nationally that to some degree you're being painted as anti-Catholic? That's oh, I think that's that's very far from the very far from the truth. Um, but you know why I asked the question? You're, you're living in the society as well, so you know where I'm coming from here. Yeah, well, I, th- I suppose the thing is, like in the in our in our advice letter, the thing that we said was um, that there was a risk wasn't associated with the ceremony, but actually it was the, the celebrations afterwards, and that was something we really saw last summer. So actually, the, the the ceremony is not the issue; it's actually more the socialising that happens afterwards. And we saw, like lo- I, I myself did contact tracing into large. Uh, celebrations after after these events, and they were very they were very difficult and very and the little you know large clusters as well. So, I suppose the thing is as well as that, think about the kind of um, social event it is. Um, you've got multi generate multiple generations there as well. So you may have people in their sixties who the grandparents who may not have had their their second dose of AstraZeneca or their immunity established. So it just it just happened that these these events were happening at a really crucial time. Right. Um, I think it's very important. That, immunity. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very important that you got the chance to explain that again because I, I, yeah. I think you know there is definitely a misunderstanding. I think between what you were talking about, which is the science and the medicine of this, and yeah. some public perception around it. Is, is, oh yeah, yeah you know what I'm I suppose the thing is, as well as that, we, you know, we've we've always highlighted issues around different religious holidays as well. So it's not. It's, it's celebrations, it's when people get together and that's really understandable because um, religious worship is a community is a community event so it's just, it's very difficult at the moment because people are having to sacrifice these things to actually, to you know keep the numbers under control while we establish immunity in the sure. population you know. Okay, and one other thing then so, so what we can anticipate over the next few weeks including locally is we are going to see an increase unfortunately in cases because of the Delta variant the vaccine mm-hmm. rollout will continue uh, mm-hmm. but it needs time to work and unfortunately and this is the reality depending on how it goes we could still have a tipping point into more hospitalizations, more in ICU and possibly the continuing pausing of restrictions or maybe in a worst case scenario, which is the last thing any of us want, a mm. reversing of some restrictions. Yeah, I suppose the thing is the situation changes all the time. I think one thing we've learned about the, the pandemic so far is it's very hard to predict what's going to happen next or it's very hard to predict what's going to be necessary in the next while. But I suppose the, the key things are is that our risk level is increasing a little bit because of the Delta variant and also because um, of changes and restrictions in, in the UK as well. Um, so that has increased our risk and we're still at the stage where we're trying to build our our, um, our our immunity in the different age groups. And I suppose the thing is, there, like the vaccines do work very well and it, and there is good evidence that they are, they are breaking the link between between um, you know infections and morbidity and mortality. But we need we need to get people vaccinated. We need to give people the chance to get their life jacket on before this happens. And um, I think that everyone just needs to bear that in mind that we're very close. Um, and I think the best thing is, is we try to do that. And another thing too is that the hospitals are extremely busy right now. Anyway, you know, r- without COVID happening, and when, whenever we have infectious disease 
in a in a in a hospital of any type that that uh, that requires isolation or anything. It does take a lot of capacity out of hospitals because of um, like most accommodation hospitals multi, is multiple occupancy, so you could end up closing down a ward because of a couple of cases and sure. things like that. So it has it has a pretty dramatic effect yeah. on a hospital when it gets going. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for very clearly and honestly answering all those questions this morning. I, I should say, and, and this actually underlines the point you were making, that it is a, a, about what happens outside of churches and the religious ceremonies themselves rather than inside, that a, a mum's been in touch with us to say, look, Joe, you know, cancelling the ceremonies themselves, particularly confirmations and christenings, unfortunately from her experience of what she's seen in the community, people had things bought, they planned celebrations mm-hmm. with dates on cutlery and they went ahead with the celebrations in their homes even after the church element was cancelled. It went right up to the date of ceremonies so you had too close to be cancelling um, and I understand what um, was wanted to be achieved but I'm not sure why and and this person says, I'm aware of one household had six different families in the house taking pics and those pics ending up on social media. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, I mean, all you guys can do is give the advice in the end. Um, it's it's up to, as you say, the community individually and collectively to to make decisions thereafter. But it, obviously, it has consequences. Can, can I can I just highlight one thing? We're actually having I'm having a webinar tomorrow morning. Um, it's advertising Limerick um, uh, Chamber of Commerce website and on our own Twitter account as well. It's just a free webinar for businesses if they want to. Um, uh, learn a few things about preventing COVID in the workplace and going through some of the basics just so we can get them right. Okay. Very good. Brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for joining Thanks us again much. this morning. Appreciate your time. That's Dr. Marie Casey there from Public Health Midwest, uh, which covers the Limerick region. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.